help me, Lord, to be uh, to the point. Help me, Lord, to help us to understand that we are the product of our thinking. No one makes us do anything. We choose to. We even choose salvation. Although we make it available, we always have the choice. So, Lord, help us to check out our mind just how we're thinking things through. Especially in our relationship with you. So, in these moments together, speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Check out your mind. Check out your mind. We're looking at two passages, main passages of scripture, John 14, 27 and 16, It's time for us to really just, um, sometimes we get so busy that we don't take a time to just check out our minds. And so as we uh, come this morning, then uh, we look at these two verses here, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John 16, Have I said these things to you that in me you may have, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. You what? You, <laughs> that's a promise. In the world, you will have tribulations. But, I like that, the conjunction with a function. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, we, we kind of read over these verses, and we said, I did my devotional. <laughs> Lost the way, back up. Go right back to the verses, because I want you to understand, I want you to see what I'm saying, understand what I'm saying, Grasp what I'm saying, then apply what I'm saying. So we need to go back to the verses and look at it closely because it has to say something to us as believers. So, think, thinking it through though, as we consider the dynamics of the disciples' experience with Christ, we are observing their reaction to Christ informing them after three years of following him, he was leaving. They were devastated, confused, and frightened. That when he was saying, let not your heart be troubled, he wasn't talking to the people, he was talking to his disciples. It's almost like a Forrest Gump, those of us who remember Forrest Gump running all the way out there, and all of a sudden he stopped and said, huh, I'm going home. And all the folks who were running with him and everything else, they were saying, well, where do we go from here? Well, this was the Forrest Gump moment for these guys. With Jesus, saw the miracles, people being healed and people being raised from the dead and, and, he's, and people saying that he's the Messiah and all these other things. All of this was going on. And then in the room, he says to, you, to his disciples, after supper is, has been uh, taking place, he, he talks to them and he says, I'm leaving you. <laughs> Can you imagine? What? <laughs> Can you imagine the confusion? It's like you've been following somebody for a long time and all of a sudden they flip on you. He says, I'm leaving you. And the disciples were highly disturbed. 
when you have, and you have to be careful, when you have bad theology, there's a time when we think God has left us. And he is never, he'll never leave you. Never. Embracing the concept. Never embrace anything that you do not clearly understand and define. Because these are the essential in maintaining truth and stability. So then when we, when we talk about this whole idea of, um, uh, they sing a song, I've got peace like a river. What do you mean by peace? What type of peace do you have? What type of peace that keeps you? Or do you, have, do you know about the word peace? Can you define peace? My question is, do you what? Have peace. And it's important that that is so much happening in our lives. If you don't have peace, the peace of God operating in and through your life, then you will be challenged and frightened about everything. I, I find that if you don't have the peace of God, even when you're driving, you know, you start thinking, maybe this is the day they're going to hit me. And then what if they do hit you? Then what? What conclusion do you come to? What I always have a tendency to do, what I'm learning to do, is gravitate to the worst-case scenario. And then when I, once I look at the worst-case scenario, I always put God on it. Therefore, if anything... Other than that, if anything much better than that, no problem. Now, it works for me. Whenever there's a bad situation, the first thing I think of is the worst case scenario. Then from there, I settle the worst case scenario before I go forward. Job said, yea, though he slay me, what? Yet shall I trust him. The whole idea is that when you go to the worst case scenario and you settle it, then you're not confused if you keep moving toward it. And there are some, there are some things that might be robbing your peace or have robbed your peace this week. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning, uh, there are three things that we should observe, consider, and apply. Here's the outline. Claim the promise, control the process, confirm the person. Claim the problem, the promise, control the process, and confirm the person. These three verses I want you to, these uh, verses that we look at, and it's not, again, it's, it's not a whole lot of verses, just these verses. We lay it out and we want to dissect them because here's Jesus, if we don't understand really what Jesus is saying, you won't have the peace. Claim the promise. Let's read together. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. You see what he said there? He says, first, you, you, you see it, and we, we'll see if I can uh, pull up uh, the, the points there. It's a fact that it's based on the truth. The Lord says, I'm the one giving you the peace. How are you upset when I give you the peace? <laughs> you think about the disciples, and you think about many of the time they were tested. They were in the bowl, and, and, um, and a storm coming up, and... And Jesus Christ was walking to them, and they were screaming out, it's a ghost. And the Lord said, no, be a good cheer. It is I, you know. And, of course, Peter, 
put in the mouth, Pete says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come out to you. And of course, Pete, Peter tried to walk out there. And, and the reason he lost his, lost his peace, what did he do? He saw the wind. How can you see the wind? He only saw the effects of the wind. But it says he saw the wind. And when he took his eyes off of Christ, then he went down. If we understand, understand this scenario with Peter, the whole idea was he was okay walk, doing the impossible. Houdini can't do that. Walking on water to Jesus. It's recorded. And then what happens is, it's too bad it wasn't filmed. But he's walking on the water, the storm, everything's still blowing. The disciples in the ship, and they're saying, where is he going? He's, and, and, and he's walking. He's, the, man, the man is doing it, okay? Boy, he can write books after this one. But only one problem, he took his eyes off of Jesus. And he saw how powerful the wind was. And he went down. The first thing is that it wasn't the water holding him up. It was God. And we, and we have to always keep that in mind. The only thing that keeps you moving is not people patting you on the back and saying, I'm with you and everything else. The thing that keeps you above water is God. It's a point of faith and focus. It is our true foundation, not based on the world's provision. Jesus Christ mentioned that I give you the peace. He says, not as the world give it. I'm not giving it because, see, the world is conditional peace. We have a number of weapons over here, and you have a number of weapons over here. As long as we don't fire it, let's have a peace treaty. But it's not peace. It's always turmoil. But the Lord said, I give you peace. Jesus, how is that Jesus Christ's peace outflanks the world? His, the world works from the outside in to have peace. The Lord works from the inside out to have peace. And if you don't have peace, it's not that it's not there. You just haven't tapped the resources. The Lord is saying the reason you don't have peace is that you don't have time to have peace with me. And so those that as you hang out with me, then you will have peace. What are the signs of evidence that I have claimed the promise? Because this, this is the promise. It says, I'm going to give you this peace. You got it. What are the signs that I have claimed it? Number one, what does it say? Perpetual motion, maintaining a godly mental state of mind. Making sure that when I get up in the morning, how do you think when you get up in the morning? How, how's your thinking? Um, one of the hygienically, one of the things you, you do, you know, as far as uh, cleaning, cleaning the mouth out and everything else, because you know you've been sleeping, get, get it all, just clean it all out, just be refreshed. And so the whole idea here is that perpetual motion, maintain a godly mental state of mind. Oh, you remember the verses. You hear me quote it also so many times. Finally, finally, my brother, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good report, any virtue, any praise. What are you supposed to do? Think on these things. 
The first thing you do before you get out of bed is, how am I thinking? It's going to mark your day. Because the Lord rides on the track of our thinking. Um, the next one. Ready? Perspective. Perpetual motion, perspective. Being able to view every situation from God's point of view. I shared this with you, and I just bear with me, just flip back into my mind. Um, when uh, we first moved into the neighborhood, uh, in the Rolston neighborhood, uh, what happened was, it wasn't long before someone broke our window. And, um, <clears throat> and Nathaniel, who uh, he and I went into the building together to buy the building, I said, Nate, they broke our window. He said, well, which window did they break? I said, well, really, they broke the garage door window. He said, you mean they broke the garage door window? Yeah. He said, man, well, praise the Lord, they didn't throw a rock through our front window. I said, amen. I said, praise the Lord. He went on. I said, praise the Lord that when they threw the rock, we weren't sitting there. I said, amen. He said, and praise the Lord that we're not the one throwing a rock. I said, you know what? We should have a praise service right here. <laughs> the things that didn't happen. See, we praise the Lord for that. See, uh, And so, um, so power. So we have perspective, a perpetual motion, perspective, power. Empowerment to face the inevitable challenges of life. I cannot stop what's going to happen tomorrow. But I can't start thinking the right way as I move toward it. I cannot stop momentum. And many times there'll be blessings, praise the Lord. Then some, there'll be heartaches, praise the Lord. Each time keep doing what? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why? Because we are more than conquerors through him that love us. And when we forget who we are on a battlefield, the enemy is not in trouble. God's heart is broken, and we're the one being crushed. And so that's why when it comes out, my peace. So have you really grasped the peace here? Have you grasped the promise here? Then there must, the perpetual motion then in our, with our mind and, and our viewpoint and the power that we have is so important, so important. Um, there's a lot of things that has been happening uh, with the Rackets household and um, one of the members, well, a dear friend called and, uh, and she was giving her condolences and they said, then I hear they broke into your house and then I said, yeah. I said, but I understand something. When they broke in, they taught me a lesson and she got quiet. I said, I learned a lot when they broke in. Number one, I showed, it showed me how weak I was when they broke in. Now they had to go through five steps just to get in. I didn't have those five steps last time. Then when they go, when they finally get in, they won't find what they're looking for. <laughs> and so I said, hey, I, they, they taught me something. The, the, the funeral taught me something. And everything that we're confronted with, sometimes it's hard and sometimes you have your moments where you have to cry. But my question is this, are you still standing? Are you still standing firm? Standing on the promises of God. 
Remember the song? No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. I'm so glad that I can claim that promise because of the person who's giving the promise. It's not the government. They're in debt and everything else. It's the Lord God Almighty. He'll never leave you alone. You may, be, you may feel lonely, but he'll never leave you alone. And when, when, the, when the Lord says that, guess what? When the Lord put his stamp on it, he put his reputation of past, present, and future. You are designer material. And you don't understand. I hope, you, I hope that the more you grasp that. See, because when you know who you are, you walk differently. You see? Uh, when you had that poor, no more, then you're walking around, you know. But when you have, and when you know who you are, then you can go, you can look at your day and whatever my life, you have taught me to say, it's well with my soul. Come on with the next day. You'll know who you're messing with. <laughs> Productivity. The next thing that comes in is now perpetual motion, perspective, and power, but productivity, having an eternal impact. People are watching your life. That's when we were doing the, um, um, the reading earlier about the impact of people being affected by our praise. People are watching your life. When things go wrong, they watch how you respond. Um, I was working for Pioneer National Title and uh, with the Zuar Coffee Floor 11 and me and this other guy was in the room working together. Um, and there's a machine, there's a certain way you put in, the, put in the tapes and what have you. And we were rushing to get out of there and I put it in and the whole roll fell off the, off the machine and it just rolled all, I mean it started unraveling down the floor. That means I had to clean the film, film off in order to copy and everything else. When that happened, the guy who had worked with me, he just stood and watched me. First, he was looking for whether I was going to curse. Silence sometimes is beautiful. Keep your mouth shut. When that, when one, if, that, if a word comes to your mind, don't say it. You know, kill it. And, then, and substitute praise the Lord anyhow. And so what happened was I got down. I rolled it all up. Cleaned it up put it back on the machine, and he said, I was watching to see your reactions. You see, I've been witnessing to, about Christ all this time, and he said, I was watching to see your reactions, and I refuse to let that unraveling tape cause me to be unraveled. Don't you let what's going on around you unravel you. You're more than that. Every time you're challenged with you say, I'm more than that. <laughs> I'm more than that. Control the process. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You, you see what it says here. Let, that means that you're in control. Says, you're the one who's at the wheel. Said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let, see, two times, here's that word again, neither let them be what? Afraid. He talked to his disciples. He said, I'm going away, guys. Don't let this shake you up. 
You've been around me long enough, three years. You think I'll leave you and have, have nothing else to do with you? Don't let your heart dictate what you know. Don't let your emotions, don't let news. I don't care what it is. When Jesus charged his disciples, there were two essential factors that had to be understood and received and acted upon. Uh, first, let's read it. Guard your hearts and keep it from focusing on the neck. I want to ask you a question. Through the course of this week, have you found yourself focusing on the negative more than five minutes? How many of you focused on the negative more than five minutes? Okay. Because you see, when you let that happen, then it begins to seep, soak into your soul. And let me ask you a question. In the course of focusing on the negative, did you come out happier? Did you have more peace? Did you feel like you were in control? That's why the Lord says, let it go. Watch how you're looking at this thing. Guard your heart. Let not your heart. The Lord says, I'm not going to do it. You're going to have to do it. I give you power enough to put your heart in this right place. Point it toward God, not your circumstances. So when, uh, what I'm learning is that when things happen now, the first thing I check out is Don Racket, not the circle. Don Racket, what is my response to it? Because how I respond would affect everything else from that point forward. The next one, what is it? Govern your emotion that responds to the pattern of your thinking. It says, let not your heart be what? Troubled. When you feel troubled, you're troubled over information that had been given you. If you're troubled over information that you, it has been given you, it's not the information, it's how you're processing it. See? Because guess what? The doctor, oh, wait, let me help you here. The doctor says, you have cancer. It, matter of fact, almost uh, what it said, 2011, that's what they told me in April. The doctor says, you have cancer. I said, okay. Um, I said, that's a fact. Uh, okay, now, now that I have cancer, now give me some facts about it. So he began to tell me some facts. Then I realized he wasn't giving me everything. I went on YouTube. Went on YouTube, and I call it my class time. I, I always have my class times on YouTube. Got a little bit more information. Then I took the information and threw it on Google. By that time, because he said this is the E4, you know, um, and, if, uh, and so I, I was saying, well, what's a, uh, E3 and E4? And, uh, and I, was, I said, boy, what's, what's that, you know? Uh, this is the, and he said, according to the Gleason score, what's a Gleason score? So I started listening to all of these things and looking up and defining it and everything else. Because if I'm going to be upset about it, I need to know why. You see. And then I said, if you discovered it, give me a picture. He said, where, I said, where, where are the x-rays? He said, I have. I said, may I have my x-rays? And he gave me a picture of my x-rays. He said, here's where that, here's where is that. I said, oh, okay. I said, so I have an E3, which is, is slower. He said, I have an E3. I said, 
how long will it eat three? He said, well, sometimes you can live to be 95 years old. I said, I can go with that one. <laughs> you see, I, now, now I'm not bent out of shape. I'm saying right now, okay, now that I know what it is, now can you heal it, maintain it? What, what are my options? So he went over some of the options. I said, okay, then considering this, I said, and this, 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 this will affect ministry here. This will do this. This will do this. I said, I'll take this one right here. And I made the decision, 2011. My scores, anyone over a, a four or five, five, really, you have some challenges. Check it out. Mine is a point zero nine five and I said thank you Lord he says let not your heart be troubled here's what you are not to do don't suppress it I'm not going to think about it it's too hard leave me alone I got a corner I have to go into it says don't go into your corner stand up and face it with a God who heals. So regardless of this, whatever my lot you have taught me to say, what? It's well with my soul. It's well. Confirm the person. Let's read together. I have said these things to you that in you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But, take heart, I have overcome the world. I like that. So I said, guys, I said these things to you that in me, I should have made that really, in me, you have peace. So it didn't make the contrast. In the world, you will have tribulation. But, English lesson, everything that's going on here, I have overcome the world. The Lord maintaining the strength and stability that I have overcome the world. As we move toward Easter, we'll be talk, talking about, and this is, trust, trust, trust me about, good theology coming from the cross, the reflections from the cross. Oh, we, we think about the thieves and everything. There's so much that took place at the cross. And Jesus Christ says, I have overcome the world. And everybody likes to be on the winning team, right? The Lord says, I'm a winner. That's what he's saying. I'm a winner. So if I'm a winner, I, I say this now. Because, you see, I, the peace that in you, that you may have peace. Remember, he says, I give you peace. He said, not as the world gives. So, as we move through this then, our observation. In this verse, there were three things that Jesus conveyed to his disciples as we move quickly to the close. One, claim the promise. Two, control your uh, expectations. And three, commit the, uh, the proclamation uh, of the Lord. Commit to the proclamation of the Lord. First, claim the promise. The promise of peace. And then when it comes down to what's going to happen, those who will live godly 
shall suffer persecution. So the Lord says, not might, you can, it could. He says, you will suffer persecution. You will have tribulation. Tribulation is how people respond to you from the outside. What we're shielded from, not unless you're actually looking through at all the news more than uh, what we have on television and everything else, you'll see how believers all over the world suffering. You know what the prayer is? What the prayer request is? Not that God delivered them from the suffering, that God will strengthen them through the process of the suffering. A lot of us, we're trying to avoid suffering, and they're saying we're praying for strength as we go through the suffering. You know what happens when you go through the suffering? You come out with a testimony. I've never seen a person who have never gone through something that has a testimony. They had a, um, and these little commercials kind of stick with me, but they, they have these uh, the very the tasting tests and everything else, and they say, taste and see. And, and the, the whole idea is this. You won't know how good it is until you taste it. And God's word came along and says, and taste and see. That what? The Lord is good. When you taste and see, when you claim the promise, you control your expectation and commit to the uh, proclamation, I have. He didn't say, I will. It goes in the back. I have yesterday. It's taken care of. Don't worry about it. I got this. Satan is a, is a junkyard dog screaming at you with no teeth under chains. There's nothing that Satan can do to you, saints of God. He says, I have overcome the world. So... I don't know what your week will be like. I don't know what this day is going to be like. But you should walk out there saying, I'm going to maintain my peace. A present day vernacular, I'm going to maintain my cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to quit reacting to the things happening on the outside. When the Lord had blessed me and fortified me on the inside. I trust that this morning you'll do just that. One last thing. There's a lot riding on our hearing, understanding, and application of what we need to do about the position and provision of peace that God, uh, God uh, has given us. Okay, uh, Let's do more than just think about it. It should be God our Father has given us, but it says let's do more than just think about this word peace. Don't let it be another part of your vocabulary where you never use it. This is to be used every day. Know how it, it should affect, I know some folks don't, don't smile anyway, you know, poor, poor rascals. But, um, but, but at least it should help, help you to smile more. Because you look at the world differently. Um, you're driving along someone cut in front of you. Check out, your, check out your expression, you know. I've learned, and I told you earlier, I've learned to shake it off. 
you know, I, I say to myself, what they're getting ready or what they're getting ready to do right now is probably going to take less than two minutes. Why should I waste a whole day? So let me just let this. There's some folks drive right behind. Me. So I, I just I just pull over to the side. Zoom! I said, and then I find myself coming right up behind because the stoplight stopped them. I said, you know, I'm not going to let the world control who I am. They don't know who I am. You're messing with the wrong person. You got your people mixed up. And every time trouble comes your way, you just tell trouble, you got your people mixed up. <laughs> Why? Because the peace I have cannot be taken away. I have to give it away, but it can't be taken away. Because God has given it. And God does not give and takes away. I'll close on this note. In Ecclesiastes, it says, whatever God does, it is forever. Nothing can be taken away from it, and nothing can be added to it. Now, now listen carefully. Go back over it again. Whatever God does, it is what? If he gives you peace, it is for? If he gives you joy, it is for? It says nothing can take, a, can take away from it, nor can anyone add to it. Your joy is complete whether everybody is patting you on the back or you're the only one patting yourself on the back in front of the mirror. You, no one takes away your joy. Don't let them take away what God has given you. Well, how do I know God has given Because Jesus said, my peace, I give it to you. Not only was he saying it to the disciples, He's saying it to us. And if you have been struggling with this peace area in your life this week, I would like to pray for you. Would you stand and say, hey, Don, that's where I'm at. I've been struggling with this peace area. It, it could be about a number of things. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, with... Um, would preachers, preachers go through the same thing and we have to ask the same questions. We have to deal with, I'm not talking, I'm not standing on uh, the mount of victory and everything else. I just need to make a decision just like you and I. And sometimes things can become quite challenging. And so how you handle it, peace, your peace is riding on one specific thing. It's there. It's right on your choice to go there and unpack. That's, that's all. That's all. And if you don't have it, uh, then if you don't sell it today, guess what your tomorrow's going to be? <laughs> it's not going to be better. It's going to be more challenging, and you're going to use the same pattern that you used yesterday. So let's make an, another pattern today. Father God, Thank you for the saints of God. Thank you for who they are and what you're going to do in and through their lives. Thank you, Lord, that you have said in your word over and over again that you will give us peace. Matter of fact, one of your name is Jehovah Shalom. And Lord, I thank you 
that you give us the peace that pass all understanding. We don't know how this day will, will uh, go through or, or tomorrow. We don't know. All we know is that we're with you. And as we hang out with you, we put our trust in you and not go back to our, the old method of trying to figure out things, just resting. But where there's peace, there's rest, there's joy, there's perspective, there's strength, there's power. And so, Lord, I pray for the saints of God and pray for your servant that we take your word seriously by applying it to our lives. It's out there, and we're only a choice away from having a victorious today and a glorious tomorrow. Thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.